Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Welcome everyone to a new episode. I know I said I was going to release episodes every other week. This is a kind of a special edition, quick PSA episode that I wanted to get out there based on some experiences that I'm having and lots and lots of posts that I'm reading that really are just incredibly important. And so I wanted to kind of share this information with you, especially since I know I have a lot of listeners with young children. So this episode is my PSA for college planning. Now, first of all, I will be the first one to say that I certainly don't think that college is an absolute requirement. I have one child that is not interested in college at all, and I have one child that is in college now and pursuing a college degree. So whatever works best for you, that is totally great. But for those that are thinking about long-term and anticipate that their child may go to college and that you will be helping them or even trade school or other kind of specialty training that costs money. I know some of us, and I'm aging myself, have thought that our children perhaps would do the same things we did when we went to college. We worked our way through college. We may have gotten some scholarships and we saved money. And many of us may have paid for our own school. I know I did. I know my husband did. We worked our butts off. We worked two and three jobs. We paid for our college. Here's the huge difference. That's almost impossible now because the rate of inflation has far been exceeded by the cost of college today. Whereas it cost me like $1,400 in tuition when I went to school. Now it's a minimum of 14,000. And it's almost impossible for kids to work their way through college. It's certainly possible someone's gonna tell me that they did it, but it's more and more difficult and more challenging than it was at a different time for many of us. So here is a couple pieces of information that I want to share. One, if you have a young child, no matter if they're an infant, no matter if they're a first grader, whatever grade they or age they are, start saving now. Set up some kind of savings account. There are 529 plans, there are mutual funds, there are just plain old savings account. Whatever it might be, start saving now. No matter how little it is, it can add up. I know some people will say we're already strapped. We don't really have much to save. I totally understand that. Even if you set up a savings account and you can save $5 a week and then you can save more later on down the line, you will be in the practice of it. You will be in the habit of saving. Even if you can only save $5 a week now, In a year or two years, you can save $50 a week, or you can save even more than that later on. Again, it all adds up. And saving a little bit is better than saving none at all. And I'll tell you where this is coming from. This huge PSA for me, this public service announcement, is coming from me watching day after day, almost hour after hour of posts on this paying for college Uh, Facebook page that I'm on of parents 
absolutely scared out of their minds and students absolutely scared out of their minds of not being able to go to college because they don't have enough money. Now, first of all, a lot of these people are talking about private school and I'm hesitant to even go there because that's a whole nother can of worms that I may discuss later on. But no matter what you're planning on, it doesn't matter if it's private, state college, trade school, whatever, it all is going to cost money one way or the other. It's sure it's, it's amazing and awesome if you can happen to get a full ride scholarship for sports or merit or whatever it is, but that's the exception than the rule. So again, number one, start saving money however you can. And if you can get grandparents to do this, let's say grandparents are just always buying gifts and they're gifts that your kids don't really need or want or play with. And you want to give them a very constructive way for them to contribute to your child, have them set up a 529 plan, have them set up some kind of savings plan. It's a big deal. It's so helpful and it can be really, really beneficial. Let's say instead of giving them tons of gifts on Christmas and birthday, they put a couple hundred bucks a year into the savings plan or 529 plan. Of course, some grandparents can't afford to do that, but some can. So the ones that can afford to do that, it's a great way for them to be able to support their grandchild in a really productive way. So again, I just stress this because literally every single day there are multiple posts of people that did not save anything. They are having to get out loans, tens of thousands of loans to support their child going to school. And some can't retire. Some are taking money out of their 401k. I mean, it's tragic to me to see some of these posts of people that want to support their child, which I totally understand, but they are it's to a detriment to themselves and their livelihoods. And that is so unacceptable to me. Unacceptable as far as they should have to do that. It's unfortunate they didn't plan earlier, or even if they couldn't afford it earlier, that they didn't somehow think about this a little bit earlier to find a way that was just easier for all parties. So again, I know that this is sometimes can be a hot topic for people, but I just really want to encourage you in any way to save, even if it's a small amount. Start saving when they are an infant and it will all add up. It may add up way more than you even anticipate. And even if they do not attend college, even if they get to that point and they say, college is not for me, I'm going in the service, I'm going to go do something else, that is totally fine. Then you have this little nest egg of money that you can either give them to go pursue their adult adult life, maybe put a down payment on a house or a car or whatever, or if it's a time where they don't need the money and you do, then it's there. The only account that it could potentially be have a penalty would be with a 529 plan because that's tax-free money. And if you decide not to use it for school, then you have to pay taxes on it. So that's the only downside that I know of. Again, I'm not any kind of accountant or any kind of financial advisor. So it's obviously good to talk with someone about these kinds of issues if needed. But again, just the basic premises, just to have a separate account for each child to be able to save money 
for school or trade school or other future pursuits so that when the time comes, you have something to contribute towards it. I also want to have my little caveat that no, I also don't think that parents are obligated in any way to pay for a child's further education once they graduate from high school. I certainly don't think that's any kind of requirement or obligation, but I also know that many people do want to help their child, but feel powerless and at a loss to do that when they haven't planned for it. So if you do want to help your child, this is for you. And the other point I just wanted to throw in with college planning is that when they hit about ninth grade, really start to keep a portfolio of work for them. And when I say that, I mean volunteer work that they have done, um, if they are into art or acting or anything like that, or sports, start keeping information from that. Start keeping drawings, start keeping programs from their plays, start keeping um, statistics from some of their sports, whatever it, it might be, but start keeping a portfolio in ninth grade so that you get, again, in the habit of writing down all this stuff that they have done because when it comes time for transcripts and when it comes time for college applications, it's really hard to think back four years of things that they have done. And many times for volunteer work, for example, they want verified hours. So sometimes, again, this is going to vary depending on the application in the school, but sometimes you can just say, I volunteered for five years at you know, the library, whatever it might be. But sometimes for a scholarship or for some kind of specific monetary support, they're going to need verified hours. So you might actually need to have a piece of paper that lists out, you know, ninth grade, whatever that year was, and dates and hours and totals so that, you know, I volunteered for 162 hours in ninth grade and it signed off on it by the organization that you volunteered for. That may be needed in some cases. So if you're starting to keep a record, then you'll have all that information and you can look back on it. And I will fess up and use myself as an example in the fact that I knew all of this and I have shared this with other people, but my daughter is in 12th grade. And even though I have records of some things, I do not have a verified record of her volunteer hours. Now she still is with that organization and I can certainly get verified hours for this year, but for the previous years, I don't have that. I can certainly have that organizational director sign off to say that she was a volunteer, but I do not, I do not have those verified hours. And it may not even be a big deal, who knows, but it is something that now I am lacking. So this is just a word to the wise for you so that you're aware and maybe something that you can track. So that's my college planning public service announcement information that I just wanted to share and I didn't really want to wait because I see day in and day out the same kind of concerns. So I wanted to kind of get it out there as fast as possible to share it with you. I hope you have a great rest of the week and until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.